Okay, hi everybody, Jeanette Jifkins from Onyx Legal. And what I wanna to talk to you about today is what happens when you give away your intellectual property. So intellectual property is anything non-tangible that you can add value to your or someone else's business. That can be copyright material, it can be trademark, it can be patents, it can be designs, it can be um, trade secrets, all of that sort of stuff. Now, they, what I want to take you through is we had an inquiry this week from a client who has effectively given away their intellectual property because at the time it was too hard for them to deal with something. So they are um, marketing consultants. Uh, they work in a very specialised niche in the online industry and they had built out a particular strategy for generating revenue for a niche and they had created email nurturing strings, funnels, um, all sorts of things and they basically had one client who came to them and said oh, I want you to create this for us but we need you to do it like 20 times or something like that for 20 different businesses in this niche. And at that point in time, they didn't have the capacity or the headspace and it wasn't exactly what they wanted to do. So they went, okay, here's what we've already created in that space. Go forth and play with that. Now they're looking at it and they're going, actually, we've tweaked that and improved that a little bit. And we want to use that again with new clients because it's generating some very significant revenue. In fact, for one of their clients, they, they generated an extra $700,000 over 30 months. So they obviously want to be able to apply this system for other people. They started to offer it. And what's happened is the people they gave it to, to use have come back and said, you're doing the wrong thing you're doing something nasty and we're going to come at you all guns blazing. So I have a meeting with this client to explain to them who owns what in terms of intellectual property. So what I thought I'd do is just take you guys through that to start with. Now, everything that my client created initially, they own the copyright in that material. Now, just because they have given it to someone else to use does not mean they have handed over the copyright in that. Copyright is a bundle of rights. So what happens when you allow somebody to use your copyright material is they don't gain any ownership in that. What they do is they gain permission to use it for the purpose for which you gave it to them. And that's it. And if it's not specified, it is likely that that right is revocable. So it depends on the expectations of the parties at the time. And it depends what my client actually said, which I don't know yet, but that may be a revocable right. So my client may well be able to turn around and say, yes, we know we gave that to you in the past. Actually, now you're being pains. We're going to claw it back and you can't use it anymore. And my client will have rights around that. Now, from a practical perspective, not just a legal perspective, but being practical, chances are they won't do that. Because if they do that, then they have to take steps to protect that intellectual property and to stop that other party using it. And that costs money. 
Um, so one of the one of the lessons that I've um, learned from practice is you need to make it very clear when you're dealing with clients what a legal contract, the limits of a legal contract. So when we write a contract, that sets up a situation where you have enforceable rights, but it doesn't automatically work as enforceable rights. You have to take extra steps to enforce your rights and that costs money. That's where the money is, um, is having to take people to court or some sort of tribunal or that kind of thing. So don't make any threats or promises that you don't want to invest in in the future. So I will work through my client, uh, work through with my client on a strategy on how they can best move forward. But essentially, the solution we're looking for in this situation is that my client can use their own intellectual property and not be harassed for it. Um, and we can achieve that for them. What we'll do is probably craft some correspondence to the people who are hassling them at the moment and essentially tell them to pull their heads in. Um, but it, it's looking at, okay, what's the strategy? I have some copyright. What have I done with that? If you're going to lend it to someone, and this is something we commonly see, people say, oh, my coach gave me this contract and said it should be okay. Your coach does not have a clue. They're not legally trained. They don't know what they're saying. I had this specific example with a client in the past where they went, oh no, what you're drafting for us is um, too complicated and so on. And our, our coach has given us this agreement and told us just to use this. The difference was in that situation, that was a contracting situation, our client wanted to engage contractors. The consultant's contract that they got was where the consultant offers services. It's a very different perspective and they're written in different ways. So a consultant writes a contract for their own benefit. So there's certain protections that I will write into a contract for a consultant offering services. And when you're engaging someone as a consultant, then as the person doing the engaging, we would write different protections in that contract to protect your business when you're hiring a consultant or a contractor. So they're very different perspectives. We went through that with our client. Our client actually ended up sacking their coach. <laughs> but what it is, is you've got to look at what is the purpose of what you're doing. And for copyright in this situation where our client's given away their IP, because there's copyright in it, they didn't give that away in writing. They didn't hand it over. They didn't transfer it. There is no consideration. There's no contract saying that that copyright is now owned by the other company, which means that it remains with our client and our client can continue to use it. So what we're doing now, because nothing was properly put in writing in the first place, we are problem solving after the fact and we are being responsive. And what we'll do is we'll write back to the other side now and say, hey, look, guys, you have a misunderstanding. And the way we try and communicate in a, and this is a dispute resolution sort of situation, is communicate in a non-adversarial manner. So using language that is not um, aggressive, 
using language, you know, things like, you may not be aware, but here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. And this is the way we anticipate moving forward. Um, you know, what, uh, what are your thoughts on the situation? Something like that. It's a collaborative approach to suggest that there is a mutually acceptable uh, solution in the future. And what's your contribution to reaching that solution? And the solution will put our client in a situation of clarity and certainty around their rights in their intellectual property, but also give the other party similar level of clarity and understanding so that they can move forward together. So the key things I want you to take away are if you're giving away your intellectual property, be sure on what terms you're giving that away and document it, even if it's bullet points in an email at the time that you do so, so that there is clarity there. If you have gone and done stuff in the past and you don't know exactly where you sit, document it now so that you have clarity moving forward. And if you are looking at achieving a particular solution or goal, Get the appropriate advice for that solution. Um, don't necessarily take the word of someone who is trying very hard to be helpful and has all the best intentions, but doesn't have the requisite understanding or knowledge in, in that area to give you the appropriate result. So quick one today, but I thought I'd just give you that um, case study to have a think about. Excellent. Thanks very much for that. Any questions? Just raise your virtual hand and uh, Anna. Well, thanks, Jeanette. It's always very interesting. Um, my question is, because I do presentations for the German Chamber of Commerce, and yes. uh, I do that with burnout, positive intelligence, etc. And they record those trainings. So what rights do they have to use that? And what rights do I have to tell them not to? Um, so they made the recording. Therefore, mm -hmm. they own the copyright in the recording. However, they don't own the copyright in the presentation. So you own the copyright in the presentation in terms of the information that is conveyed is your information and your intellectual property. But the actual recording, the physical, or it's not physical, the digital recording of what you have presented belongs to the chamber. Um, what you should be doing is providing to them a bullet point sort of, here's the, here's the, understanding under which I give this presentation for you. So set out what you're happy for them to do with it. So you're happy for them to share it on their YouTube channel or their Facebook page or internally. But for example, you're probably, you may not be happy for them to package it with a whole collection of presentations and then market it and make revenue off it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so you need to be clear on what terms and what we do is there's a, a number of providers where they offer podcasts or particularly pre-COVID we had a number of clients who did big events where they had people speaking from their stages we will always draft up 
actual agreements around that. So whether it's a presenter agreement or whether it is a podcast attendee agreement or those sorts of things, we usually document what happens with that and who has permission to do what with the information that is recorded. Um, so I would at least bullet point your expectations around what they can and cannot do with that recording and then convey it to them and let them know. Thank you. Excellent. No worries. Peter, you had your hand up before. Oh, okay, thank you. Any other questions? Right, yeah, well, thank you very much for that. It's, it's something I've always been aware of, you know, getting the right advice from the right per uh, person because how often do we find that we've all got neighbours or someone over the back fence who knows the best way to do things? <laughs> And yeah. Facebook groups. Facebook groups are great at giving advice in all sorts of spaces where they don't really have the background. That's it. Well, thanks again, Jeanette. It's always so valuable. Mm -hmm.